Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. I'm Christian Blood, KTSA News, and let's get things started right here yeah. with the Jack Riccardi Show. All right. Are you a big NFL draft guy or not so much? Oh, or? yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, very much. So I didn't pay a lot of attention, but I, I saw where uh, Bryce and CJ went, and those weren't really surprises. And I saw, of course, my Patriots got a great cornerback, mm-hmm, yeah. uh, and I was happy about that. I think that was a solid. Uh, he's a good guy. Uh, the the Cowboys got what a, a defensive lineman. Uh, they got an interior defensive tackle by the tackle. name of Mozzie Smith. Yeah, six foot three, mm-hmm. three hundred thirty five mm-hmm. pounds. Oh, okay. This is what we call an immovable object. Yeah, yeah. Uh, big, big step for the for the uh, defense against the run. Yeah, good. So mm-hmm. You're feeling good about that. Yeah, I, I mean, yep. I'm, I'm interested in what happens, but I'm not interested enough to sit and watch the draft. Like I, I, I can watch some pretty boring stuff. I, I've watched the History Channel. I've watched, you know, I've watched some political stuff that would make your eyeballs dry out. But mm-hmm. I don't know, there's something about watching the. <laughs> The wait, the waiting in between, and the filling, and you know, it depends on the draft for me. Because I was talking to a buddy of mine last night. He was asking me what I thought about the pick, and I was like, you know, every year you can just about bet one to two quarterbacks going first and second. And yep. if you're a Cowboys fan, there's really only been one year that I can remember where we were on the edge of our seats waiting to see if it was going to be a quarterback. It was Troy Aikman. And that's 1989. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, back then the draft was like a like an insurance seminar. Yeah, nobody <laughs> paid attention to that. So yeah, they've tried to make it a lot sexier. It's almost like the uh, it's like the Academy Awards now. But yeah, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Just, just let me know how it turns out. <laughs> my, uh, is my slogan. Yeah, yeah. Which, well, uh, probably like, works for a lot of things. Like last night, the Cowboys picking twenty sixth. I don't need to hear the yeah. first two picks because, like you said, we know right. who that is. You I know can who they are. Pick yeah. up like two hours later. I'm fine. So. All right. Well, we're going to keep a weather eye out. You just heard Christian run down the watches and warnings. We're in a uh, we're in a, uh, a watch, but there's now a warning for Kerrville in that area. And uh, the watch goes till nine o'clock. And we're going to talk to a KTSA AccuWeather meteorologist coming up here in a few minutes and uh, kind of map this out a little bit. And um, and of course, we'll change our uh, plan here if we have to for the weather. So we we talked about the uh, I guess it was. Yesterday, uh, we talked about how Randy Weingarten, the head of the teachers union, went before Congress and lied her ugly face off about what, where she and the union stood on school closures. And the, the testimony was basically, now remember, the, the American Federation of Teachers is arm in arm with the Democratic Party. And they have powerful influence over any, any Democratic office holders in, in the best of times. But during COVID, um, it looks to me like they were signing off on everything that the Biden administration did. And, and to be honest, I think the Trump administration, although they've never enjoyed any support from the AFT, I think they were, I think the, the, the health officials on duty in the Trump administration, and we have to say it that way because he held them over. He didn't appoint them. They were way too under the sway of, of this, uh, democratic 
Union. She lied. She said we were trying to get the schools to open. It was our it was our earnest desire. We worked at it every day. We spent every day advocating. Um then she gets on and I don't know how this happened. She gets on a CNN panel. They must not have told her what to expect because th- they had a guy on named Scott Jennings who's kind of a kind of a conservative for CNN. And he absolutely sets her on fire. And it's a dumpster fire. Take a listen to this. Yeah, um, we don't know each other. But speaking on behalf of millions of American parents, I have four at home. I had to teach them at home. My wife had to teach them at home. I am stunned at what you have said this week about your claiming to have wanted to reopen schools. I think most you'll find that most parents believe you were the tip of the spear of school closures. There are numerous statements you made over the summer of 20, scaring people to death about the possibility of opening schools. And I hear no remorse whatsoever about the generational damage that's been done to these kids. I have two kids with learning differences. Do you know how hard it is for them to learn at home and not in a classroom that was designed for them? And for you to sit in front of Congress and the American people and say, oh, I, I wanted to open them the whole time. I, I am shocked. I'm stunned. I'm stunned. And there are millions of parents who feel the exact same way. Yeah. When you hear people say the most powerful thing is to speak the truth calmly, that's it right there. And she just looks completely scalded, just owned in that clip. Uh, now, there is a doctor... Her name is uh, Tammy Hogue, and she's at the University of Wisconsin. They did a study on um, kids and COVID and schools being closed and schools being opened, but the kids eating lunch outside and wearing masks and all that stuff. That study was frequently cited by Randy Weidgarten in her testimony. And this doctor, uh, Tracy Hogue, I hope I'm saying her name right, uh, took to Twitter to say, again, these are lies. She tweeted in part, at Randy Weingarten mentioned our Wisconsin study multiple times as evidence schools needed mitigation to reopen. She also mentioned me in her written testimony. This statement and her interpretation of our study are incorrect. She says, I was senior editor of this Wisconsin study, and as we said in our paper, we had no control group. It was not possible to determine the roles of mask wearing and other disease mitigation strategies in the low rate of disease spread. So she's saying normally in a study you'd have you'd have a control group that's not doing the stuff you're studying to see if doing it made any difference. In other words, we had no unmasked control group. Our study did not show masks prevented transmission. It amazes me this is so difficult for people to understand. The ra- this is what she wrote. The rate of transmission may have been the same or even lower without masks. Who knows? Who knows? But Randy Weingarten fought to keep our kids' faces covered and cited this study like this study had told her that was the thing to do. The author of the study is saying, we never said that. She goes on. This is Dr. Hogue. Sweden's experience, no school closures and no masks for kids under 12, 
spring summer of 2020 was a good indication masks were not necessary. Same with Norway, which reopened after six weeks and also didn't mask kids under 12. She writes, the CDC and the American Federation of Teachers also could have asked us study authors about things like eating lunch indoors, distancing and ventilation in our Wisconsin study, which we ended up outlining here because they never asked. They never asked. Cited the study. They never asked. She says, in our study, 90% of elementary school kids sat within six feet. Kids ate lunch indoors. 50% of the schools did not install new ventilation systems. We saw remarkably low school transmission and no known transmission from kids to teachers. She writes, the fact that CDC was taking the advice of the union and not the scientists publishing on this topic and without considering the data from Europe seems to have played a role in the massive error that left millions of U.S. kids out of school unnecessarily. Unnecessarily. Politics, not science. Politics calling itself science. Politics dressing itself up like science. Hogue writes, the way Ms. Weingarten mentioned me in her testimony, one might have thought I was being consulted by her all along, but this was not the case. The first time I met with her, she says, was in September of 2021, and that was to argue with her. But she was cited as the reason in the testimony. There's some law about lying before Congress. I mean, should be. Just lied her ass off. And I don't know, I mean... We live in a time right now where supposedly, I mean, lying is nothing new in politics and business. I mean, there's, but, but we, we now live in a time where selectively, if people say you're lying or think you're lying or simply accuse you of lying, then they can unilaterally suspend your right to even talk. We, we've always treated lying in the past like, well, go ahead and let the liar lie and then we'll, Correct with facts and will respond with free speech and the, the, the marketplace of ideas. So why aren't we silencing Randy Weingarten? Why isn't Randy Weingarten being deplatformed? Why aren't networks refusing to put her on the air? Why aren't they saying we apologize for airing misinformation? Every network's interviewed her. Speaking of that, ABC interviewed Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Now, I don't know if you know this or not, but in the early polling, which is virtually meaningless, in the early polling on the presidential race, Robert Kennedy Jr. is polling between 18 and 22% against Biden, who's in the low 60s. So he's not an imminent threat, but that's actually pretty, that's a pretty significant number against an incumbent president running for a second term. Again, it's so early, it probably doesn't mean anything. It's probably just people registering their displeasure of, of Joe Biden. But he's getting traction. He's getting attention. They interviewed him, and then they announced that they edited heavily the interview because some of what he said was, quote, false claims about the COVID-19 vaccines. So ABC News interviewed Robert F. Kennedy, then cut out what they deemed to be inaccurate claims about the COVID-19 vaccines. Well, first of all, um, whatever happened to, if you're interviewing somebody, the point of that is to hear what they are saying. And if they are in the news because they're saying stuff that's controversial or, or sounds kind of wild to you, that's important to have in the interview. 
You know, if you're interviewing some guy that's a raving lunatic, you need to have him raving. But also, are we back in 2021? I mean, even if he is saying things that are inaccurate about the vaccines, why can't we hear that? There's no justification for censoring that information. I don't think there ever was, but back in 2021 when the vaccine was new, their their justification was we don't want to prevent people from getting it. We don't want to preempt people from getting it. We don't want to contradict the, the, the vast machinery of public health and the media and the government and so forth, all agitating, go get the shot, go get the vaccine. Every third thing you saw on television was a public service announcement, and that was 2021. Well, now it's 2023. You know, at this point, you either have it or you don't. You're either going to get a booster or you're not. You can't tell me that RFK is going to make any difference to anybody about whether or not they get it. So if he's important enough to interview, which apparently he is, why can't you play what he said? And I saw an interesting discussion on Twitter. Uh, Megan Kelly was part of it, and there were some other people, too, and they, they asked, oh, you know, you know who asked the question was actually Scott Adams. And so I, I actually stole this question for the JR poll today from Scott Adams. Full, full disclosure. Here's what I'm a, I want to ask you. And this is how he asked it. Which of these would you rather watch as a debate? Would you rather watch a debate between Biden and Trump? Or would you rather watch a debate between RFK Jr. And Vivek Ramaswamy. Now, I'm not asking you who you're going to vote for. This isn't about who you're going to vote for for president. Which debate would be more enlightening? Which debate would be more interesting? Biden and Trump or RFK Jr. and Vivek Ramaswamy? To me, it's no contest. I mean, the latter two are idea people. They're agile. They're intellectual. I I, I might not agree with what they say, but I I definitely know they will say what they think. They are not going to dance around each other or engage in insulting each other. I mean, to me, that's a no-brainer. I don't know how anybody could pick Biden and Trump over RFK and Ramaswamy, but how would you vote on that? 210-599-5555. That's our JR poll today, powered by River City Oral Surgery. President Biden is not going to debate his Democratic rivals, and Donald Trump is not going to debate his Republican rivals. So at some point... Maybe, maybe Biden and Trump debate each other after their parties nominate them. But I I can't get excited about that. I have no interest in that. I mean, I know we'll have to be interested in it if it happens and cover it. But, but but, I mean, it it doesn't tantalize me at all. Uh, and, And I'm not one of those people. And I hear a lot of people that have fallen in love with RFK. And I'm not one of them. So let me be clear about that. I love, I love the enemies he's made. Okay. He has, he has my enemies. You know, he's, he's. He's he's in he's in Dutch he's in bad shape with people that I I don't care for like the media and uh, the the you know the Covidians. but I remember him he's fairly crazy he's uh, very authoritarian his ideas about the climate are as radical and dangerous as anybody's uh, so while he may say some things that I like and he definitely gave a very good speech in his kickoff. It's not that I, I, I want to see him be president. I don't think he will be, but, um, I, I guess I just would love to see the exchange. I think he's a smart guy. I'd love to see the exchange between Kennedy and, and Ramaswamy. And, and I think we are overdue 
for debates where you don't already know what's going to happen, which with Biden and Trump, man, you've seen this movie before. So which would you rather see? I mean, just as a just from a viewing standpoint, from an interest standpoint, 210-599-5555, understanding we're not we're not saying there's a possibility that the 2024 race will be Kennedy versus Ramaswamy. I mean, I guess anything's possible, but I'm not, I'm not predicting that, certainly. Uh, 210-599-5555. Yeah, he's kind of the flavor of the moment, uh, Kennedy is. And um, he is currently saying things that if you didn't have his history would be appealing, but because you do have his history, I look at him and I wonder, does he really think this stuff, like about censorship, uh, or... Has he just sort of tapped into where we're at right now? Because I, again, not, not that I am an expert on him, but from what I recall from interviews and, and things I've read, uh, we've never had him on this show, but from interviews I've heard and things I've read, he's, he's talked about putting, um, you know, people he disagrees with in jail and expressed contempt for people he, he disagrees with. Uh, he seems to be uh, big on the whole climate denier thing, which I, I, I have a real problem with. You, we can debate uh, climate change, but you, if you're going to start calling me a climate denier, like I'm a Holocaust denier, I'm not going to respect that. So uh, that's our question on the poll, uh, powered by River City Oral Surgery. Would you rather watch Biden and Trump go at it or RFK Jr. and Vivek Ramaswamy go at it? And I think early on we all wonder about all of these people, you know, um, are they saying what they think we want to hear, or are they saying what they really actually do think? I mean, Ramaswamy also has a history that will have to be looked at at some point, and we'll have to weigh uh, what we think of that. 210-599-5555, and, and Megan Kelly right away said when she saw it on Twitter that she would love to moderate it. Yeah, I think it would be an amazing uh, debate, because uh, whatever else you could say about those two, they're certainly, they're certainly smart. And they're certainly going to say what's on their mind. Um, speaking of uh, Megyn Kelly, I-, I was thinking the other day, if Fox had not burned their bridge with her, or she with them, however that happened, remember that Megyn Kelly was a Fox host in um, like early evenings. And then um, she went to NBC, and she was going to be... Uh, the follow-up to the Today Show, they created they created a show, a time slot. They cleared time on the affiliates. They built a, a facility. They put in a studio audience. I mean, they went all in. They spent a tremendous amount of money. It was a total flop. I, I really never cared for her on Fox or on NBC, the brief time she was on NBC. I have become a fan of her uh, podcast. She does kind of a radio show podcast. Uh, which is really good and actually very watchable. It, it tracks, I would say, 95, 98% of what she talks about are the same things we talk about. And um, She's kind of settled down and found her voice and found her niche, and it's it's very good. So Don and I were talking about this off the air. I actually think, Don, she would be, if if they hadn't burned that bridge or she hadn't, she would be the replacement for Tucker Carlson, I think. It's, it's possible, but... 
You know, we were talking off the air about how polarizing she is, and part of that, I think, has a lot to do with her TV show. Remember, she kind of made the mm-hmm. blackface remark about mm-hmm. Halloween mm-hmm. costumes and everything else. And but, I, I mean, we're talking about Fox, right, whoever they I, put on. Right. You know? I, under- I, I understand. That, I, that person's I, last name is going to be Trump, no matter who they are, right? Right. I understand that part, but I'm just saying, yeah. you know, I just, I can't, I can't. I see the power that she she would have and possess, mm-hmm. and the ratings she would bring in. Mm-hmm. If I mean, that, it's not going to happen. If that was no. the case, but that I I just can't see that happening. No. But but no. we also talked about a possible replacement, maybe you know. Well, see, I think, and and I want to I want to get to your thoughts on it too. I I think they already know who it's going to be, and they just are not ready. You don't want to put the new person on five minutes after Tucker Carlson left, right? You want to let everything everything calm down, settle down. There may be contract stuff that has to be worked out. But I don't think, given the amount of time they had to consider making this move, and if you believe it was about Abby Grossman or you believe it was about his J6 coverage, that played out over many months. So they didn't, they don't have to sit down now and say, what do we do? We don't know what no. to do next. They, they, they already knew before they gave him his walking papers, I think, who it's going to be. It's possible, but I, I, part of me also kind of feels like they went into panic mode. And uh, once this lawsuit against, uh, Tucker Carlson kind of came, and mm-hmm. also Fox as well, mm-hmm. came into play. I think they had to make a uh, yeah. a chess move, and and uh, I, I just kind of feel like they kind of went into panic mode and said, you know, mm-hmm. we got to do something, and and uh, so we can begin, you know. But wouldn't you, as you're direction. making the panic move, and you're saying, okay, we're going to pick a day that we tell him, would you not already have put feelers out or made a list or? It's possible, but the climate that we're in, it, as we see these news stations make all these chess moves like Don Lemon and, and the firing of other anchors and so on and so forth, I feel like what they're trying to do is just kind of clean house and, and clear the air so that they, they can just move on. I think, for me, it's really simple, and this would make everybody's life much simpler. You're going to interview somebody because their opinions are making news or putting them in a prominent position then let them state those opinions. And we're all grown-ups, and we'll decide if we think it's crazy or worth exploring or we agree. But these news organizations um, need to need to get out of the gatekeeping business. They get need to get out of the nanny business. They're not our babysitters. ABC News, which we are all too familiar with, unfortunately, here, right? Hardly the people I want filtering what I need to know. Okay, I mean, bring me stuff, convey to me stuff that I want to hear. Just, 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 just leave it for me to sort out, figure out this business of well, we need to correct it, and we need to, uh, you know, label it, and we need to protect your tender ear nubs from hearing things that might not be true. It's ridiculous. Okay, and and you know what I think? I think they got a big dose of self importance. During COVID, I think they got this idea. It existed before, but during COVID, they really, really whipped themselves up into a frenzy, almost a religious zealotry about we are the guardians of truth and we must make sure that people don't hear things that might not be true. You know, if that's your standard, you can't really carry a political debate because candidates lie and make stuff up and it's okay for us to hear that 
So, again, I'm not the biggest RFK fan, but if you're going to interview him, let me hear what he's saying about the vaccine, and if I want to find out more, if I want to check it against my sources, I'll do that. But there's absolutely no argument to be made. If there was ever an argument to be made in 2021 that, oh, well, we don't want to interfere with people getting shot, getting the shot, that you can't, you can't possibly still make that argument now. I didn't really buy it in 2021, but I certainly don't buy it now. 210-599-5555. The Guardian says that Abby Grossberg, who was the former Fox News Channel producer, uh, and guest booker, for, among other people, Tucker Carlson. She worked for other shows there as well. Never actually met Tucker Carlson while working on his show. He produces his show from his home studios, of which he has two. He has a house in Florida, and he has a house in Maine. And when he's on the air, the set that you see, the backdrop that you see is, well, you don't see it now, but when you when he, when he was on the air, that was electronically generated. He wasn't at Fox News headquarters. That's where Abby Grossberg was, and that's where all of the other Fox uh, behind-the-scenes employees were. So when she says that he created or hosted a hostile workplace environment, that's a little tricky. And if her story is the reason they panicked, as Don puts it, that's they got a problem there. You know, they have more than one problem right now at Fox. It would seem to be their biggest problem is that their ratings are in free fall and they don't have an apparent heir to that time slot. But even if they do, there's a whole lot of people that have just changed their mind about them. And I'm not sure you get those people back. Sort of like Bud Light. I mean, you can, you can say now we're going to show you the horses and the Statue of Liberty and we're going to, we're going to be good old boys, but there will be people that will only find that even more insulting and they're not getting them back. But if, if she never met him, then that means that the workplace environment of which she speaks might still have been, you know, I don't know, frat boys or fart jokes or, inappropriate comments about women or or what have you, but it's still not, that just means that somebody needed to supervise those employees. He would not have been that that someone. And when you do a show, you, you may have your producer or producers, but you really are also an employee. Like, even if he had been at the, the Fox building in Manhattan, He's not literally riding herd on these people that she's complaining about. So unless he's saying stuff to her or mistreating her, which I don't think she's alleging, I don't know I don't know that they they may have fallen for a a hit job. In other words, Fox may have been tricked, panicked into basically inflicting a serious wound on themselves. Think about all the times that people threatened to boycott a popular conservative. Think about all, all the times that people say, I'm going to call all your advertisers. I'm going to boycott all your advertisers. I'm going to put pressure on all your advertisers. They've tried it with me. And now imagine that you could get an employer who is reaping the benefits the value 
of this employee to, to do it for you, to fire him for you. And even to come out and say, you know, we're parting ways. Like it's, we're, we're owning this. So that there isn't any other focal point of people's disappointment or anger. It's right on them. It's pretty good. I'm not saying she masterminded all that, but somebody, I think, put together a pretty good takeout. The president was with a bunch of kids um, this week, and it, you may have heard it made the news because he was asked where he had last been, and he couldn't remember, and some kid yelled out, Ireland. <laughs> have to remind him where he'd been. Seems like you'd remember going to Ireland. I've never been there, but I think that would be memorable. Anyhow, um, he's also uh, he was also asked about the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs and who he's rooting for, and he said he's rooting for the Philadelphia Flyers. And uh, the Bidens make a big deal out of uh, rooting for Philadelphia sports teams, uh, but the Flyers are not in the NHL playoffs. In fact, they had such a terrible record. I think it was one of the worst records in the uh, in the league that they didn't even make the playoffs. I guess I don't expect presidents to have answers to every question. I would be I would totally respect an answer like, "Hey, I've been too busy to pay attention to who's in the playoffs." This guy feels the need to answer everything, you know? So, go Flyers. We were uh, we were talking about uh, the Tucker Carlson thing and whether or not they have a. I, my theory is that they did not go to him and boot him or tell him he was done without already, in some secret meeting, having in mind and maybe even securing an under contract the replacement. The replacement may be somebody already on their channel. It may be somebody from outside. It may be somebody surprising. It may be somebody predictable. But I, I can't see them doing this, Don, without hmm. knowing the next move. Even if they were panicked and they let the whole thing with Abby freak them out, which mm-hmm. they shouldn't have, because that that looks like a total hit piece to me. That looks like a like a classic takedown. You know, we're gonna we're gonna have a uh, an accusation that's volatile and provocative and scare the 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 you know the the, the people in the boardroom. But, I mean, they had to have some kind of... I mean, even if, even if you weren't going to get rid of him, don't you think they'd have, like, a backup plan in case he gets hit by a bus or, you know? I, I don't... It's hard to say... And you're right. It is a classic takedown, no doubt about that. But we always have... We have to remember, too, that Fox just came out of this this uh, million-dollar... $800 million, I think right. it was, a lawsuit yeah. against the voting machine. A defamation lawsuit that that was against them, and then all of a sudden, this woman comes aboard, and you know now she wants to sue Fox and and the debacle with Tucker Carlson, and the suits are going. Now what, you know? Yeah. And so, and and it was Fox was getting a lot of bad press from you know from the news media and so on and so forth. I think they just had to make a quick decision, get this thing over with, because. Yeah. As a viewer, we all have short minds and memories, and and I think they just wanted to move on from all of this and and clear the air. That's uh, Greg says Candace Owens. I don't think that's going to happen, but I know a lot of people like her. Do you have a Do you have a name? Do you have somebody you'd like to see? I'm 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 kind of thinking um, Jesse Waters is going to move into that time slot. That's oh, they move him down, or yeah. move he, him up, or so move him down. A, he's on at six now. So <laughs> he's they on move at down six. A, and, Right. An hour, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Um, yeah, I mean, I think he could carry it. Uh, I, I, but then you got to fill his time slot and. Um, yeah, but I think it seems his, like an oppor- seems like an opportunity to bring a new star in. You know, I think his time. I think Je- Jesse Waters' current time slot would be an mm-hmm. easier uh, time period to uh, to replace than mm-hmm. the uh, mm-hmm. the seven o'clock. You know, as far as Tucker yeah. Carlson's uh, uh, time slot, and that's the reason why I think uh, okay. you know I, I think Jesse Waters is the probably the strongest suit. Don likes Jesse Waters, and I'm I'm betting it's because you like his hair. Uh, he. Uh, Yes, he has nice right? hair. I, I I nailed it, didn't I? Of course, of yeah. course. A lot of them say a lot of them say that it's a wig or it's a toupee. But uh, yeah, that's. His hair. I, mean, I know. I know. He's a young guy. That's his. But hair. he does have. Um, I think it, I think Megyn Kelly would have been a good choice, but I don't think they can do it now. Uh, uh, Greg uh, writing to Jack at KTSA dot com, Candace Owen. Who'd you like to see replace uh, Tucker Carlson? Uh, if you even care who that is, because I know a lot of people now are saying I don't care. I'm not going to watch. 210-599-5555. I'll be busy watching the Flyers in the playoffs. We'll see how they do. Uh, there are tens of thousands uh, waiting at the border for the end of Title 42. Uh, some estimates uh, have it in the five figures. We talked about this with Tony Gonzalez yesterday, how border communities are prepping as if for a hurricane. Uh, and... While that's going on, there is a bill in Austin that would give illegal aliens uh, Texas driver's licenses. State Representative John Bewey, uh, Busey of Austin uh, says that uh, you should be able to show your pending status document. In other words, when they catch and release people at the border and they release them into the country, they give them a, a a document that supposedly means they will present themselves for processing. He says that document ought to be sufficient to qualify for a Texas driver's license. And you know I'm against that, but I I would just love to hear, and we'll, we'll try to get this man on, but if you have a theory, if you have an argument for why a, per- a person who's an illegal immigrant should have a Texas driver's license. I would love to hear it. I would love to hear you make that case, if you can make that case. Now, we're not talking about tourists. We're not talking about people that are on vacation, like, hey, I'm, I'm visiting your country for a couple of weeks. I need to be able to drive around in a rental car. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about somebody that's here on a green card or that's here. I'm talking about you are here illegally. We just haven't dealt with you yet. Hint, hint. But in the meantime, here's a driver's license. Help me out there. Sell that to me. All right. Give me your best sales pitch for that. Uh, 210 599 We've been talking about uh, which would be a better debate, Biden versus Trump, which we're probably going to get, or uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. and Vivek Ramaswamy, which we probably will never get, but I just think would be more enlightening or intellectual or at least entertaining. Uh, we've also been talking about Fox News and how they reacted, and I think I think overreacted to whatever it is that was coming in about uh, Tucker Carlson. It, it, it's a problem because the model is now established. Like this is this is clearly a model you can play again and again, seeing how they uh, dealt with it and what their threshold is for action. Again, we don't know everything, and I am speculating, I admit that, but uh, do they do they have somebody in mind? Do they have a plan 
that when people hear about it, they're going to be so happy that they'll they'll get over uh, the news of a week ago or or what. 210-599-5555. Jim is on the radio on KTSA. Jim, good afternoon. Hey, Jack. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me on. And uh, I don't know if I should answer the question on the debate or on what I called. You can answer whatever you want. Okay. So, uh, yeah, you're right. On, on Biden-Trump, uh, bore me to death. We know what it's going to look like. Uh, I think the Swami-Kennedy one would be much more entertaining. Yeah. Uh, I'd like, I would like to see if it's right. We probably never will. Uh, on, on Tucker's replacement, hey, uh, there's a lot of good candidates, but, yeah, i got to give it to Jesse Waters or Laura Ingram. And there's another name out there. She vanished a year or two ago from OAN, Liz Wheeler. I don't know if you ever watched her. She was awesome. Mm-hmm. You're a little young, but uh, I think Jesse Waters should take it. But there's, there's some good names. I'm just dev- I'm devastated to lose Tucker as I would be devastated to turn on 55 KTSA and uh, you are no longer on it on the drive home. So keep yourself out of scandal, okay? And <laughs> <laughs> I will be. I'm treating Don the very best I can because Don, Don Cooper would be the Abby Grossberg here. So yeah, I got to be good to Don. Yeah, there's uh, no, well, there's, there's probably some replacements, but you're, uh, you're I don't think you've, but Jim, I don't think you've lost. I don't think you've lost him. I, I, I think he is going to be somewhere where you will still get and hear from him. And we talked yesterday; it might even be a uh, a, a pay per view or a, a subscription basis. But um, I, he's not. I don't think he's. I don't think he's going to disappear. Good. Well, I, I hope not, because I. I never realized how addicted I was to him. Mm. And you were part of that chain, my drive home, dinner, and Tucker. And I just didn't realize until this week, and I'm, I'm lost right now. I, I hate yeah. it. So, no, I hear, I hear yeah, what you're I saying hope, to I it. Hope he's resurfaces. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Thank you, Jim. Thank you for those kind words. Very nice of you to say, and I agree with what you're saying. Uh, they, um, if I remember correctly, uh, Tucker Carlson kind of became... Tucker Carlson in this iteration when they let Bill O'Reilly go over there. I don't know if it was the exact same same time slot, but I know it was that shakeup. It was that realignment of shows and people uh, is when he kind of, um, you know, caught fire. And I, I always believed when I looked back on that that they already knew where they were going. Like Bill O'Reilly was somebody they had, they had extracted the maximum benefit out of. And it was, uh, whatever you thought of him, whether you liked him or not, um, he had probably done most of what he was going to be able to do. Uh, and they, they were not sad about letting him go because they felt like they had something very powerful to put in his place. Maybe they do again. And we'll just have to see. Uh, and, and people have said this, and it's true. In the moment, and this is true in radio, this is true in television, in the moment, your loyal audience will be, I, I, I'm, I'm upset, I'm hurt, I'm devastated. I, you know, It is amazing how fast people sort of forget. I'm not, put, I'm not putting anybody down. This is not a criticism. But you, you, you know, life goes on, you get busy, other things happen, you fill the time. And the truth is, and, and people that work on the air, like I do, we have to be very mindful of this. We can't go around thinking, 
oh, they'd never, they'd never touch me, not with my ratings, not with my following, not with my popularity, because they know, they being management, they know that um, people forget very quickly. And even when they say they won't get over it, most people do get over it very, very quickly. And before you know it, it's, it's who was that guy again? What was that guy? Is he, whatever happened to him? You know, that kind of thing happens. It happens in a humble, with humbling speed in our business. 210-599-5555 or jack at ktsa.com. Uh, coming up, is it really true that if your credit score is excellent, uh, you're going to get the shaft when it comes to mortgage fees? And how true is that? Uh, we're going to put that to the test here in about, uh, 25 minutes on KTSA. You're voting in the JR poll, powered by River City Oral Surgery. Which would you rather watch a debate between Biden and Trump or uh, RFK Jr. and Vivek Ramaswamy? Uh, because just on the basis of, you know, being interesting and enlightening, I think the latter, but you tell me. Uh, Vic is on the radio on 550 and 107.1 KTSA. Vic, happy Friday. Good afternoon. Hey, happy Friday, Jack. How you doing, sir? Good. How are you? Hey. Good, good. Hey, I just want to say that I think whoever follows Tucker in that slot's going to have a hard time. He he is a hard act to follow. Mm-hmm. I I liken him to the great broadcasters of the '60s, the Cronkites and the uh, uh, Harry Reasoners, I guess, mm-hmm. or uh, some of the other greats. Uh, he he was the most honest guy on television, as far as I was concerned, and mm-hmm. took it a little too far. I think when he started calling the, uh, I mean, he was right, and he was honest when he called uh, the uh, attorney general a criminal. Uh, I watched a replay of that the other night. But uh, I, as for Jesse Waters, I don't know. He's like a, he's like a, 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 a carbon copy of uh, Bill O'Reilly. His mannerisms, his uh, hmm. arrogance. Uh, I, I like him, but I don't watch him. You know, I, I don't tune into him because I felt like it was too. Mm-hmm. A little too uh, lightweight in the in the uh, media department or in the uh, technical mm-hmm. department. So, so you were more you anyway. were more. It wasn't it wasn't a question of disagreeing, but you were just more comfortable with Tucker Carlson. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. listen. I, I relied on Tucker. I, I really yeah. really valued his his perspective. As far as an, a, a debate with uh, Vivek uh, Bhanumishwami, however you pronounce his last name, and and Kennedy, I it's painful to watch Kennedy speak. Um, I think he's a brilliant guy. I mean, I think he's very bright. I think he's honest, but his his uh, voice uh, mm, disability yeah. is yeah. is very yeah. kind of it's painful to watch. Yeah. He, he struggles yeah. so much, but uh, nothing to take away from his intellect for sure. Yeah. Although, would it be more would it would it be more painful than watching Joe Biden try to complete an answer? I mean, you want to talk on a on a scale of pain, Vic? That's like being on a rack. <laughs> That's like having no, no, no. that's like having hot no. coals put down your pants, you know. I mean, yeah, come on. I, I didn't say I would. That was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, no, give, me a, be, give me a give me a give me a voice. Pain. Yeah, give me a voice that can complete a sentence uh, at least, you know. But thank I you, Vic. I appreciate what... your call. Good call. Two ten five nine nine fifty five fifty five on the Jack Riccardi show. Zach is on the radio. Hi, Zach. Hey, how you doing? Uh, thanks for taking my call. Sure. Uh, well, that your last uh, interview there, I think the difference between uh, listening to Kennedy talk would be just almost as bad as listening to Trump talk, and I'm a Trump supporter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, but, I, uh, I really think Biden and Trump, it's just I can't imagine how that would plow any new ground, that there's just nothing left for those two to say about each other or to each other. 
No, uh, no. And I don't think they will because I don't think they will give Biden a chance to speak. Probably not. Yeah. Um, but um, anyway, that, that's all. I'll okay. You Thank you, Zach. That. So I'll tell you a quick story. When I was in music radio, when I first started out, I was like 21 years old. I'm on this music station in Boston, WVBF. It's a soft rock kind of station. I'm on an afternoon drive. I'm a terrible disc jockey. I was awful, awful, awful at it. Believe me, I would never have made it in radio all these years if I had had to do music radio. I wanted to do it, but I was not, just not cut out for it. Anyway, there I am. I'm doing this, this big-time station, big-time time slot, and they come to me and they go, you know what? You are number one with women in this time slot. It was actually women aged uh, 25 to 44 which is a very, very lucrative age demographic for selling advertising. And, man, I was walking 10 feet off the ground until I realized that the station was number one with women in that age group. Not just me. Because we were playing music that was, you know, scientifically... And, and, and carefully scrutinized and selected song by song. And they constantly did research and testing and to make sure these were the hits that people wanted to hear in the car on the way home. And I had very little to do with it. That platform made me, not the other way around. So if you're on Fox News Channel, just without even drawing a breath, you've probably got a couple of million people watching, right? Just before you've done anything. And Tucker Car- the interesting thing about Tucker Carlson, I'm not saying this to put him down, and I'm not comparing myself to him. He's much more talented. But, but Tucker Carlson probably was as big as he was in large part because he was on Fox News Channel. Not entirely. Not entirely. But the platform has a lot to do with, you know, where you start out. I mean, you can add to what's there. You can bring in more eyeballs or more ears if it's radio. But you you inherit a baseline. And I don't know if people, we were just talking about this off the air, I don't know if people remember Tucker Carlson when he was on, like, um, MSNBC and CNN. Uh, but I do. And i got to be honest with you, he, he was kind of a lightweight. He was kind of conservative, but in a very um, establishment way. If you know like Jonah Goldberg, people he was kind of like a Jonah Goldberg, like a younger Jonah Goldberg. He was um, he wore a bow tie, and he had kind of like, I don't know, the whole kind of very mellow, laid back. He did crossfire for a while with Paul Begala. And Paul Begala is no great talent, but Paul Begala was very strong against Tucker Carlson on that show as the, the, the Democrat, the liberal. And um, they would have guests on sometimes that walked all over Tucker Carlson. It was not that many years ago. I mean, it wasn't like it was 50 years ago. So I think he changed as he got older. I know I have. Your filters come off. You get more genuinely angry about things. Because when I would talk about issues in my 20s and 30s, and I didn't have a kid, and I didn't have the same stake in it that I have now. I, I I knew when something was outrageous, but maybe I didn't feel it. I feel it now. It's genuine now. 
don't have to, I don't have to work it up. Um, and I, I'm getting tired and fed up and angry and frustrated. And it's, it's, it comes with age. It comes with the times we're living in. I mean, I'm sure that Tucker Carlson and everybody in our business looks at the same stuff I do every day. And you just think, what in the world? What is happening? What is wrong with people? Is it just me? And then to some degree, it was also the platform. I mean, he, he inherited an audience that was not like a CNN audience. And he knew what to do. So I'm not, I'm not saying, I, I think he was very authentic. That's one of the very first words I used to describe him on Monday. I think he was very authentic. And I think he is very authentic. And I think he will continue to be. Uh, but I, I, you do, you do have a, uh, there's an evolution that goes on. And somewhere out there is someone who's evolving along the same path he did, just in the way that he did. And you're going to be hearing them and seeing them. Uh, 210-599-5555. Um, and by the way, that was the only time I was ever number one with women, by any definition. So didn't last long, but at least I can say it. Um, here's a school district in Vermont, the Essex-Westford School District in Vermont, uh, serves 5,000 students, K-12. through It's very progressive. They have an equity initiative. And um, they recently sent out a letter about health lessons. These are fifth graders. The family's got this letter that says, it's time for our science health unit about the human body focused on the human reproductive system. This unit will take place during the last few months of school. We will focus on the physical and emotional changes that occur during puberty and briefly introduce the the basic structure and function of human reproduction. Okay? So far, so good. Teachers will be using gender-inclusive language throughout the unit. The lesson plan won't mention boys or girls, um, but it will certainly have to include them. We will be using the following language with students. Person who produces sperm in place of boy, male, or assigned male at birth. Person who produces eggs in place of girl, female, or assigned female at birth. So, which are you? Are you a person who produces sperm or a person who produces eggs? That is some kind of, you think of Vermont, you think it's kind of sleepy and quiet and mellow. That's cutting-edge stuff right there. Um, and what could be more free of values or free of um, humanity than that description? Reducing boys and girls men and women, to, will you either produce sperm or you produce eggs? You know, I, I used to say I hated when politicians called us taxpayers because it reduces you to a, 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 a tiny sliver of the total person you are. But it's also very honest in a weird way, in a, in a kind of crazy way. When politicians call us taxpayers, uh, they're letting it be known that that is really our function for them, to them. 
What do you think about this language? Person who produces sperm. It's kind of clunky. Is all that going to fit on the bathroom door? You know, Person who produces sperm, person who produces eggs. And uh, maybe there's a way to shorten it. I don't know. I'm not asking for suggestions. Anyway, uh, t- tell me what you think. Vote in the JR poll. You may remember not long ago, we were discussing the way you would feel if you had done everything right and scraped your dollars together and worked your way through college only to hear the politicians announce they want to forgive student loan debt and that maybe you were a sucker for not just borrowing as opposed to saving and earning. Now you have people that have done everything right in terms of putting themselves in a position to buy a house and they've got a good credit score and they've got their down payment and they believe they are going to qualify for the most favorable terms and rates, right? And we hear this uh, idea that maybe a higher credit score is going to be penalized. Uh, our next guest is going to straighten this out for us and tell us what's going on. Uh, Gary Kaltbaum wrote a book called The Investor's Edge and also hosts a radio show by that name. He's on our KTSA Connecticut Quality Water Softeners Newsmaker line, and, and it's good to have you. Good afternoon to you, sir. And thanks for having me. Appreciate it. So I hear all kinds of things. I hear people in the mortgage business try to play this down and say it's really not that dramatic a rule change. Others make it sound a little bit like the version of uh, gotcha that we saw with uh, college loan debt forgiveness. So what is your read of this credit score rule change? Well, it's one on top of the other on top of the other of mm. government handing down rules, regulations, fees, fines, mandates, dictates that penalize those who do things right and hand it over to others that not necessarily do things wrong, but not doing things as well. And what do they do with they do? They're great at OPM, other people's money. But this time, there's a lot of stupid involved. Uh, you know, they keep talking about the privileged few and the wealthy, and they don't pay their fair share. It's their favorite words. The latest, you know, game is if you have too good of a credit score, you're going to pay more for a mortgage. And if you don't, you're going to pay less. The problem is good people that pay their bills every month, car loans, credit card bills, uh, that have good credit scores may not be wealthy, may no. not have a ton of money, yet they're going to be penalized also. So all this yeah. talk about, oh, we're only coming after those who make 400000 or more, not true. Unfortunately, they did not think it through. And my definition always of socialism is it's absurd stupidity. And here we go again. And it's unfortunate. I'm hoping they roll it back, but I doubt it will. It, it, it sounds unfair, but it also sounds unwise. I mean, isn't this sort of how we got into the 2008 crisis by f- trying to f- show favoritism to people who were not the most qualified buyers? Well, in 2006-2007, the lenders realized that uh, prices were too high because of the bubble in real estate, and the only way they can get more people into loans is by lowering the bar for loans And they basically gave loans to people that didn't have a dime to pay for the loans. And guess what happens? As soon as those Mm. people are underwater, they drop the keys on the doorstep. And there is the blow up in real estate. So this combined, by the way, there are some other rules that have come out recently on uh, no down payment mortgages in certain arenas 
uh, for low income. And uh, again, they're, doing, they're repeating the same mistakes over and over again, all in the name of their favorite word right now, and that is equity. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are not equitable enough, so we have to draw the lines a little bit differently. And they just don't understand, unfortunately, what they're doing and what the uh, bad outcome is going to be of this instead of letting the market dictate. And by the way, I'm in an airport, so if you hear people in the background, uh, sorry about that. No, no, I I really appreciate your making time for us uh, in an airport. That's very kind of you. What what would be the, the, the right policy if the goal is to make home ownership uh, more likely, or if we decide that we think that's, that's, a, that's a societal good, what's the right economic policy to help make that happen? Uh, if you can't afford it, you don't buy it. Yeah. Simple as that. Uh, I can't say it any louder, any stronger. And unfortunately, our government, our central bank, has made it to be unaffordable on two fronts. Number one, They created massive bubbles again with too much easy money and too much printed money, and that forced the hand of the finally the market where interest rates went up, and they had to play catch-up, and now mortgage payments are much higher than they were 15 months ago. So you got the double whammy, and doing this at the most inopportune time, which is when things are that less affordable, is absolutely crazy, and it will cause pain going forward again. And I can all but guarantee that to happen because they just do the opposite of everything which should be done. And by the way, this is just one of a few things that's going on in California now. They're coming, trying to come out with an electric uh, bill now where if you make too much money, you're going to pay more on a percentage yes. basis than people that don't. So, yeah, again, yeah. Uh, it, it's just absolutely crazy. These, uh, they're really control freaks, and they're really trying to control the means of everything to get everybody in line, but that never, ever works. And there's always a, a bad outcome because they end up distorting what are free markets, and eventually free markets will bite back, and that's what you saw happen uh, in 08 when, you, when we had the disaster. Yeah, and then the next thing that always happens is we hear never again, but there's always an again. Uh, always. And unfortunately, every week, every month, every year that goes by, they tend to forget how bad things were because of that bad policy. So let's repeat it again so we can win some more votes. That's why they do the student loan here. We're going to give you uh, back $10,000. Vote for us. Uh, But, uh, you know, fortunately, that didn't get through, and hopefully it doesn't. And by the way, I I consider myself uh, decently in shape financially. I'm a nice guy, and I pay my son's loans. They were going to give me a ten thousand dollar gift. You know, I made a deal with my son on college, so uh, and I don't want that gift. So, but uh, you know, we'll see if that gets done. And it also gets back to the proposals uh, for wealth taxes, Uh, Illinois, and I have to give this example: Uh, a state said they're trying to do a wealth tax, and if you moved five years ago, they get the clawed back. And a state senator actually used the words. If you have so much money, you're going to have no place to hide. And I'm thinking to myself, should you save those words for criminals and not the wealthy, successful producers? So just insanity rules for these people. I don't know how they got to this point where they believe uh, people in government should control everything under the sun. It's never worked. It's always failed. But I guess, you know, control freaks are control freaks. Yeah. 
That's true. Listen, I'm a fan, Gary, and uh, keep up the great work. Love seeing you on uh, Cavuto. I hope you'll come back with us again, Gary Kaltbaum. Thank you. Hope you catch your flight, too. Ask me any time. We'd be glad to come back on. Sounds good. Thank you. It's uh, 544 on San Antonio's News Talk Station, 550 and 1071 KTSA. Yeah, I mean, you think about, uh, I mentioned the, the student loan uh, forgiveness, so-called. I hate using that word, but that's the word. Uh, the eviction moratorium and, and prevention, uh, prolonging uh, unemployment benefits, health care benefits, people not working. Now these mortgage fees. Uh, that we talked about, he mentioned the California plan to structure your utility payment, not on your electric usage, but on how much you earn per year. Uh, and I, I, you know what I worry, here's what I worry about. We can, right now we can still, there's enough of us who still remember the concept of pay as you go, delayed gratification, saving up for something you know when you were a kid remember you were always saving up for something a new bike or a toy or whatever it was and um what i worry about is that we get to a point where there aren't there isn't a a uh, societal memory you know there isn't a there, there aren't enough people left who who remember a time before what we were just talking about being the norm being being everything and 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 why not? I mean, heck, I, I, if I go to H E B tonight, why not just? Ha- and I'm not saying this about H E B. I'm just saying as an example. Why don't we have tiered pricing? Like, uh, I should my price for for a loaf of uh, you know Hill Country Fair bread should be based on what I make. And if somebody else walks into the same store down the same aisle at the same time, puts her hands on the same loaf of bread. But makes half what I make. Should her price for, for that loaf of bread be half? I mean that—that's what they're trying to implement everywhere you look. Two ten five nine nine fifty five fifty five or Jack at KTSA dot com. You've been waiting Monday. You got through a Tuesday. You got through a Wednesday. You started to smell it Thursday. You were right on top of it, and now it's here. It's Friday. It's time to rock and roll. Break out the speakers, blow your cars engine up, get home, get to your stuff, and get ready to rock because it's Friday! All right, they've uh, extended the severe thunderstorm warning till 6.30. It's really going to depend where you are as we look at the radar. There's going to be people that will get nothing, and there's going to be people that are getting right now north of us uh, some pretty good hail. So uh, just for the next probably hour, hour plus, uh, just you know keep it in mind and uh, check the conditions before you head out or just wait and head out later on if you can do that, if you can... Uh, go do that uh, bread run at HEB at 8 o'clock instead of 7. You'd probably be better off. Um, this lady went viral uh, with a video she made in a parking lot. Uh, no one is is too clear on all the details of this, but i got, I got to play this for you because it's, it's hysterical, literally, and it's also hysterical figuratively. So here's a woman... Uh, Many are referring to her as a Karen. I don't know what her name is. Uh, she is really irate about a guy speaking to her in the parking lot. Do not approach me. 
He didn't come anywhere near me. He crossed a couple cars down from my car and was like, what's con- continuing to cuss and say, what's your problem? And I said, you do not approach women in a parking lot. I just kept saying, do not approach me. You do not approach women in a parking lot. Like yelling it. No male, no male should ever approach a woman in a parking lot. Ever. Should, no male should ever approach a woman in a parking lot. And if a male does approach you, you need to turn around and use the strongest voice that you can possibly use with them. Don't be polite. They need to literally screw off. No male should be approaching you in a parking lot. I'm literally, I'm literally shaking. So this guy, I am a alone with my son, by myself, a woman, and a male approached me in a parking lot. He's excuse me, miss, and I don't know why in the hell he was approaching me or what he was trying to do and before he i mean he was probably 30 feet from me when he said excuse me and i turned around and i literally yelled at him and i said do not approach me 30 feet you'd have to yell (laughs) there'd be no way for him to hear you 30 feet do not approach first of all she doesn't seem very approachable you know, I wasn't there. I don't know the circumstances. Sometimes people startle you. Is it possible maybe that she was startled and, and in a split second she turned it into a, oh, I just headed off a threat? Because, you you know, you could be like pumping gas and somebody could start talking to you from the other pump or something. Or people, sometimes people ask for money now when you go get gas. And um, it startles you. But it doesn't mean they're a threat. Um, did you get the feeling she was kind of enjoying telling this story? Like it seemed almost told with some enthusiasm. Well, she did enjoy it because later on she checked back in to reveal that it had made her very, very popular. Take a listen to this. I don't know how I ended up with 50,000 new friends, but I am so happy that all of you guys are here. Thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. In honor of reaching 50K, I'm going to be posting an introduction video. That's actually something I don't think I've ever done before. I don't think I've actually done a formal introduction on TikTok. Mm. So I am going to be posting that. But I just want to thank all of you guys for being here and helping me create this community that supports and empowers working moms. Mm. But support her from 30 feet away, please, okay? All right, I'd like your support from 30 feet. Um, I've known some people that... They were better if you stayed 30 feet away from them. You know, they looked better if you stayed 30 feet away from them. Dylan Mulvaney, just to check in real quick, uh, apparently uh, having already destroyed Bud Light and Maybelline uh, and and is being propped up by a number of other brands, don't forget, still has deals with Nike and Tampax and others. Uh, Dylan Mulvaney now says that uh, when people misgender him, uh Maybe they should be arrested. <laughs> it should be illegal to misgender someone. There, you know, I, I talked about it a little bit this week. At some point, and I would love if we could ever figure out where and how this happened, there are groups of people that went from just wanting respect or to be left alone to becoming authoritarian. You know, we are way past the, hey, I just want to love who I love or live the way I want to live. Just, just if, if you don't understand me or you don't like me, just leave me be. 
I know if you're young, you probably have never heard that before, but that used to be, that was the dominant sort of thing people would say. And it's transformed into an authoritarian mindset. People should be arrested. People should be silenced. I want force of law. I'm not asking for your respect. I'm demanding you kneel. It's interesting. Maybe it just happens to any group that is like given as much affirmation as the transgender community is currently getting. Like maybe that just does a number on anybody's psyche, but it certainly has done a number on Dylan's. Beans and cornbread. Beans and cornbread. Beans and cornbread. Beans and cornbread had a bite. Beans not cornbread out of sight. Cornbread said, "Now that's all right. Meet me on the corner tomorrow night." All right. Well. We'll be ready to go into weather mode if we need to, but in the meantime, we, we do have to eat. We have to keep up our strength. It's important. You know how, you know how it is. I'm sure you've heard this before in your life. No matter what's going on, we gotta eat. And that's what this hour is about. The dish is about you and your most recent restaurant experience, whatever that might have been. It might have been a new restaurant or one that you just, uh, went to for the first time or one that you went to for a special occasion, one of those splurge Dinners, maybe, celebrate a special occasion. You may just be calling about a restaurant you go to two, three times a week. Uh, but whatever the case may be, whatever the food, whatever the price, whether it's in San Antonio, outside San Antonio, whether it's drive through or sit outside or sit inside, uh, we want to hear all about it. You can praise or zing. I'm sorry. There was terror. Our members were terrified. <laughs> Others were terrified. <laughs> I like when she says, oh, I'm 65. Like that's just, just, she has like a deck of excuse cards. All right. So that's our zing. Praise or zing. Uh, any restaurant, anywhere in and around these parts, you do need to have the complete correct name of the restaurant you're calling about. I mean, come on. That's not asking a lot, right? I know. Even if you're 65, you can do that. 210-599-5555 on the dish. We'll talk restaurants. We'll get the uh, remaining votes in on the JR poll question, and we'll give you the results on that poll question coming up as well. I saw a funny meme. Uh, it was a guy in a hospital bed, and the nurse is in there with him, and he's just come out of a coma. He's been in a coma for a month. And she says, you're going to be all right. And he says, oh, thank God. I, I All I want to do tonight is... is uh, Watch Tucker Carlson and enjoy an ice cold Bud Light. So, you, you wouldn't even have to have been gone for a month. If you'd been gone for a week or two, you'd be, you'd be waking up to that. Anyway, 210-599-5555. You think you have troubles. They've got a disappearing Bible mystery in Arizona. Have you heard about this? Disappearing Bibles. Sounds like a Keith Morrison dateline thing, doesn't it? Or, does it? So the deal was, in the Arizona House of Representatives, they have a lobby, members only, only the members can go there and have comfortable chairs and tables, and they can make phone calls or read or do whatever they want to do, have a cup of coffee. And they had Bibles in this lobby, and the Bibles disappeared. And there was always a couple of Bibles in this room, and they were gone. Staff uh, with the security team went in search of them. Didn't take long. They found them. The Bibles had been stuffed 
under cushions in the upholstery. They wondered what's going on. Again, this is not open to the public. It's only members of the of the house. So they put hidden cameras. Now, I, I know what you're probably thinking at this point. It, it, no disrespect to the Bible, but wow, hidden cameras. But that's what they did. And the hidden cameras worked. They found their culprit. They found their man, except their man is a woman, named Stephanie Hamilton. And Stephanie Hamilton is an Arizona state representative. His only state reps and their staff can be in there. Stephanie Hamilton was taking the Bibles and stuffing them into the seat cushions. She put one in a refrigerator. Stephanie Hamilton is not only a state representative, she's an ordained Presbyterian minister. Her team has not commented on why she was doing this. I, I can't even take a guess. All right, 210-599-5555. Uh, the Bibles are back in place. Uh, we're going to talk restaurants here. We're going to start with Alfreda on KTSA. Am I saying am I saying your name right? Is it Alfreda? Alfreda. Alfreda. That's a pretty name. I've never seen that name before. Yeah. Hi. No, you're not too. You're not sure about it, or? No, I know my name. But oh, okay. No, I was just no, Mister Jack. So about Smoke Shack, I've been mm-hmm. there many a times in the past. But it's probably been about five years since I've been there, and I went mm-hmm. back today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They still don't disappoint. It's so good. I got the smoked oh. turkey starters. Mm-hmm. That does sound good. What's your mm-hmm. favorite thing to get there? Is that it? Yes, and you the know. corn. Have you ever had their mac and cheese? Everybody raves about that. I know, but it has no, I'm not a brisket fan at all. Oh, okay. Okay. And they they put brisket in their mac and cheese, do they? Mm-hmm. I, yes, they do. Okay. So your big thing is that you like to get those smoked turkey sliders. Mm-hmm. That's good. Well, I'm glad you're able to get back there. How often do you go? Just once in a while? Just once in a while. Yeah. It's worth it every time. I'm I'm oh. never just. That is that's a and good thing. We, need... we we had a. We had a group event before, and mm-hmm. um, everybody raved about all the food. Now, they did eat the mac and cheese, but yeah. um, everybody raves about it. But Not it, for you. It never disappoints. All right. Well, Freda, thank you so much for the call, and I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Stay safe in this weather. Praise for Smoke Shack Barbecue, 3714 Broadway. Uh, that is our first call in about a year. Uh, it's been almost a year to the day. Uh, we had a call about the brisket. Last last April. Uh, Smoke Shack Barbecue on the dish, 210-599-5555 on KTSA. Debbie is next on the dish. Happy Friday night, Debbie. Hey, thank you. And I, I know it's not weather, but right at 46 and Loop 337 in New Braunfels, it is pouring mm. and very black. Mm. So okay. what I was actually calling about, San Antonio has a new restaurant, two of mm-hmm. them. I am not a fast food person. I don't. I mean, well, I am, but I don't like burgers, especially Whopper, Whataburgers. They've 
really gone down. Uh, they, mm-hmm. they moved to Chicago and lost it. But they have two new restaurants. They're called Chicken Salad Chick. Mm-hmm. And the one that I have gone to is at 22831 U.S. Highway 281. And mm-hmm. it's right up at the top of that hill where Olive Garden is and a P. Terry's. It sits back up there. It's really cute inside. I, every time I go, it's pretty full. They have outside eating and inside eating. And the colors are bright green and bright white, and there's some yellow in there. But they have many different varieties of chicken salad. And one of them that you can get is called the chick. And you can get, like, two, like, big ice cream scoops of varieties of chicken salad. Or you can pay a little bit more and get a third scoop, which is a lot to eat. And they have some Mm -hmm. little cookies that they put on your plate that are good. They give you crackers. Or you can have it on a croissant, which I don't. I like the chicken salad. And they have a variety of different salads and soups in containers. Like there's a broccoli kind of salad. I haven't eaten the soups because I'm not a soup person. But Mm -hmm. they have an egg salad that I haven't eaten, but my husband said it was good. They have a regular pimento cheese and a spicy pimento cheese, which is awesome. But the chicken salads are very good, and you can pick what you want in them. Like one of them is called jalapeno holly, mm. and it's um, a base. It's, it's not real hot, but it's sort of hot. They have another mm-hmm. one that's called – it's kind of a buffalo chicken flavor one, but they're mm. all cold. They have a big drive through window that mm-hmm. you can go to, or you can go inside and sit and eat, or you can call ahead. They also have, like, small and large containers where you can walk mm-hmm. in, pick them up, and walk right back out again. But mm-hmm. I've tried many varieties of them. Some are sweeter. One of them I had had apples and grapes and uh, mm-hmm. maybe pineapple in it. But they have many different varieties, and they're all excellent. I would recommend it. They also have... They have a Facebook page, and they'll tell you some days, like, it's double punch day. They have a, mm-hmm. a phone app, and mm-hmm. uh, they give you points when you go there. And your mm-hmm. points can make you up to get a drink, or maybe you get mm-hmm. an extra side or something like that. But it's all excellent. Highly recommend it. Mm, that does sound good. Who doesn't love a good chicken salad? So chicks, chicken salad chick, chicken salad chick. And you said it's uh, it's on 281. Is it across the highway from, like, where BJ's and stuff is? It's on the other side? Yes, it's on the opposite okay. side. And it's, it's up at the top of the hill and kind of the back of the strip center. But it's on the hill mm-hmm. where P. Terry's is and mm-hmm. Olive Garden is. Olive Garden, they yeah. Call? have the, the second location opened in the last probably month and it's somewhere in Westover Hills. I can't tell you exactly where because okay. I have not been there. Right. Uh, they do have a Westover Hills location. And um, anyway, I highly recommend it. It's very, very good. All right, Debbie. Great job. Thank you. You really put it across. Chicken Salad Chick 22 831 Highway 281 across from uh, where the TPC shops are and BJ's and all that chicken salad chick. Uh, don't forget, if you missed any of our shows this week, full episode podcasts live at KTSA.com or look for the Jack Riccardi Show anywhere else you like to get podcasts. We're uh, going to get to the results on the JR poll later in this hour. And we have a severe thunderstorm warning in effect for Comal County until 6.30. The whole area is under a severe thunderstorm watch until 8. 
And uh, we're talking restaurants on the dish at 210-599-5555. And Renee is next on the radio. Hi, Renee. Hey, how you doing, Jack? Good, sir. Happy Friday night. Happy Friday. <laughs> what you got? Okay, I want to praise uh, Felix Burgers at uh, 543 Saravo Street on the uh, west side of town. Uh, they make some excellent food. Uh, it's mostly burgers, uh, chicken sandwiches, nachos, soft tacos, crispy tacos. Um, they want you want low carb. They'll take off the bun and wrap it in lettuce. Uh, mm-hmm. Everything's fresh, hot, delicious. Mm-hmm. I've been going there every Friday, almost every Friday for the past uh, year. Um, really, really good small place. Family. Do you have a favorite, uh, like a favorite burger or a favorite thing you like to get there? Uh, everything. <laughs> I've had the chicken on a stick recently. That was awesome. Uh, but I just love the um, uh, cheesy bacon deluxe. Uh, is that over by, um, I'm trying to think where Saravo is. Is that near, um, is there like an Eddie's Taco Hut near there? Or? Uh, I don't know. It's on the west side, just uh, yeah. just underneath the 90 near Frio City Road. At okay. Tazamora. Tazamora. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I know where you are now. Uh, so it's called Philly's Burgers, and is it uh, open lunch and dinner, as far as you know? They're open mostly eleven to nine, Tuesday okay. through Saturday. They're closed sun, uh, Sunday and Monday. All uh, right. They got Facebook page and Instagram page. And, yeah, uh, I'm looking at the picture of it. It's a tiny little place, isn't it? Yes, it is, but it is awesome food. Great people. That's where the bur- very yeah. friendly, very nice. Yeah. It just oh, looks like the it. kind of place that would be that would be like a hidden, you know, like a hidden gem, like the little place it you is. could drive it by is. and not even see it. Yep, and uh, the cool, the has a really cool '80s and '90s uh, type of memorabilia: wrestling, cartoons. Uh, oh, there you movies. go. Yeah, uh, really family uh, friendly place there. Excellent. All right, sir. Have a great night. Thank you for the call on the dish. First time call on this one for Philly's Burgers. F I L E S. Burgers, 543 Sorolvo, uh, and blink and you'll miss it. It's like a little red, looks like a little reddish colored, uh, like a, like a burger shack. You know, a lot of places call themselves a burger shack, but this one really looks like one. All right, 210-599-5555 on the dish as we ride out the weather and we talk about restaurant stories from the week that was. And Charles is next. Happy Friday night, Charles. Hey, Jack. How you doing today, sir? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing good, man. Oh, man, the wind's blowing hard here at my house. So, so, but no, I'm, I called because last night we ordered from the Thai hut at Petranco and Ellison. Their food came out great, but what I want to really compliment was our DoorDash driver. If I could read the sign to you, if you're okay with that. Sure. She, yeah, yeah, she put something there. She put a little poster board on her bag and said, thank you for your order. Charles, good day, Swiss mm-hmm. And Dora, mm-hmm. I hope you have you know, a great day with a uh, heart sign and her name, Keisha. So, oh. so these folks, you know what? You know, they're out there busting her ass, and we just need mm-hmm. to appreciate them for what they're doing. So, I totally agree. Yeah. And just, how was the food? I mean, the food was good? Oh, it came out. <laughs> it's spicier than they've ever given it to me because I even asked for hot. And before yeah. I asked for hot, but no. last night, boy, it burned me up. And I was like, okay. So, yeah, they, but 
I think the sign is what made it for me. I posted it on social media. My friends are like, wow. Yeah, that's nice. Like, because you know what? I used to tell my tooth back in Iraq back in 2004, 2005. I was like, you know what? No matter how crappy your job is, just be the best at it. There you go. There you go. You love that. All right, Charles. Whatever your job is, just be the best at it. Okay. Amen to that. You have a good night, sir. Be safe. Appreciate it. Praise for the DoorDash driver, Keisha, and for Ty Hutt on Petranco. All right, 210-599-5555. We're talking restaurants on the dish and riding out the weather on a Friday night. You can praise or zing your most recent restaurant experience wherever, whatever that was. I don't know. Wherever or whatever applies to this story. This was from the New York Post. This was in the New York Post a couple of days ago. I can't read the whole headline. I'll just read part of it. We're conjoined twins, but only one of us has a boyfriend. Conjoined twins, 22-year-old Lupita and Carmen Andrade, are joined at the hip, literally. They recently opened up about what it's like to live their lives fused together and about their dating lives. The twins were born in Mexico but grew up in Connecticut. They share a pelvis, a reproductive system, a liver, the same bloodstream. They each have one leg. Um, They have gone through physical therapy. They're able to do a lot of things. They've been able to walk since they were four. Carmen has a boyfriend named Daniel. Um, But Lupita is always there. I can remember, like, when you would date someone and their best friend hung around or their sister hung around. But, wow, I never really thought about how it would be to date a a conjoined twin. You're not dating both of them. And yet, you kind of are. Like, how would it work if you took them to dinner? I mean, you want to buy your date dinner, but really, you kind of have to buy dinner for both of them, right? It would feel wrong not to. Uh, Carmen says even though she and Daniel are dating, they're not sexually intimate with each other. She says their bond is more of a close friendship. They have talked about getting engaged, but they want to live together first. Hopefully Lupita likes him. Could be awkward. He says, she says that she, she does. She says, in fact, they get along so well that sometimes when they stay up late, uh, he will fall asleep and Lupita winds up talking with him, so... Um, that seems very complicated. I'll I'll never complain about any relationship I've ever been in again because that that seems extreme. He seems like he must be a, a very patient guy, unless he maybe is having some kind of fetish or something. But let's just let's just say he's just a very patient, open-minded fellow, and we wish the three of them well because it's got to be the three of them. It's got to be. There's no there's no other way around that. Can't can't do it any other way. And we'll leave it right there. I think I've explained this as delicately as I can, right? These conjoined twins, Lupita and Carmen, are uh, joined at the hip. They each have one leg. So you can kind of picture the rest of the layout, right? I don't have to say it, right? There may be kids in the car, you know. Okay, so. um, 
I, they share a pelvis, you know. You, you. So, so I, actually, I'm now thinking, Don, if you were to, and this guy Daniel is dating Carmen, mm-hmm. wouldn't you have to buy, if you buy Carmen dinner, if you buy Carmen a drink, hmm. you really have to buy, or at least offer, Lupita. Because if you take Carmen to a movie, there's a, you're taking Lupita too. Sense of obligation, I think. There, you know, if you're, I think it would be if only you're the fair. right kind of guy, you know, maybe we'd be right. Maybe some would just say, you know what, your, your sister's on her own. <laughs> well, I, I, I just, I, I can't I do that. I, well, neither could I. Then again, to be honest, I couldn't do this. I, I couldn't, I couldn't do this. Period. I was just, I, just, I was just about to go there. Would you be able to, have, no. you know? have a relationship such listen as i had i had no luck with one woman at a time i just <laughs> i know my limits i there'd be no way no, I, there'd be no the, way the part that that i was thinking of more so not not from the sexual aspect of it but you know if there's you said there there is no sexual relationship in this uh, relationship but i was not just kind of wonder the political points of views that each oh Wow. Sister may have, and you know, and yeah. whether one is a Trump hater and once one is. Wow, uh, I didn't think of that. Yeah, you know, and 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 <laughs> and what what about those intimate moments when you're having those soft conversations, and your mm. sister is one of those that just mm. talks, 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 talks. She probably knows when to you know <laughs> when to maybe put earbuds in. This is where like earbuds or noise canceling <laughs> headphones would be a great thing. But but yeah, you're. Um, you're right. Disagreements, like every sibling, sisters, brothers. You, at some point, you have a falling out, right? You have a disagreement, you have an argument, but you can't. You've got to patch it up here. You've got to work it out. Oh yeah. My favorite line in the article. I don't know why they even had to write this. This is from the New York Post. My favorite line in the article. I never tried to hide the fact that I'm a conjoined twin. <laughs> how would how exactly? What would you do? Like have a have a shower curtain? How would you hide it? Almost sounds like a dad joke. She's right there. <laughs> um, maybe she meant like on on an app, like on a dating app. Because you would have to be upfront. That is something. If you're like meeting, you know, <laughs> that's right. with like Surprise. Tinder or you know, plenty of fish. Like you, come on, you got to put that on, right? You can't you can't conceal that. Uh, they have similar career aspirations. They both want to work in the veterinary industry. Well, that's good. Because if one of them does, the other one's going to be there. Um, Lupita is uh, the funnier of the two and may also uh, look into being a comedy writer. Uh, they have the same taste in clothing. And, in fact, they have uh, a neighbor that has been sewing them specially tailored clothing since they were little girls. But they try to have their own unique looks. Uh, one of them has a nose piercing. Uh, the other doesn't. And uh, they say they are very in tune with each other's like moods and feelings, which is even true of non. What do you call it when you're not when you're twins, but you're just I guess twins. Like, don't they say that twins are very like psychically tuned in? They can answer each other's questions to each other. Yeah, but they like even when they're like if your twin is you know 100 miles away but is having a bad day, you know it or you feel it or something. So so, so here's another here's a, another twist to this. Yeah. So what yeah. what happens if you know the relationship tends to kind of go south maybe, but the mm. boyfriend ends up mm. somewhat oh. falling in love with the other oh. sister. Oh, oh, oh. Uh simple answer. 
Don't. There has to be a. There has to be a. If you're dating conjoined twins, it's one and done. You can't. Can't do that. Mm. How would you do that? I you can't don't. do it. <laughs> I. You know what? I, I'm realizing I don't want to interview them. I want to interview the boyfriend. Yes. Yes. I. It, we might need Alone. the whole three hours. <laughs> for that. That's uh, and it's an incredible story when you think when you really when you think about it. I, I mean, there's a lot of questions, obviously, but this is also, um, to, like you hear people talk about. Oh, I'm so hard to be me, and uh, people are me. This is a walk through life. I mean, this is serious. This isn't, I you know, I, I look a certain way, or people mis- misgender me or mispronoun me. I mean. These two young women, this is a challenge. How many of us could do this, right? How many of us could do this? Like, I don't know. I can't even think of anybody I could stand the constant presence of, you know? Not to mention stand my constant presence. Imagine being, imagine being attached to me. Well, I mean, three hours on the radio, there's some distance. You can turn it off. You can walk away. Imagine if you couldn't get away from this. I'm imagining that right now, Jack, and it's hard. Well, that's how you hard feel, for me I to think. Do. <laughs> Don's like, you know, I think I understand how uh, they feel. I, is it 7 o'clock yet? I'm conjoined to Jack. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, um, they say they get their fair share of compliments, but also nasty comments, and they ask that people would please keep their, uh, keep in mind that they are humans with feelings, and uh, while they understand people's curiosity, they would like it if... I think this probably speaks for a lot of people. They would prefer if people have questions, just ask. You know, don't stare. Don't point and whisper. Come right up up and ask. And you'll get at least one answer. You might even get two. (laughs) They have a uh, TikTok account, Carmen and Lupita. So... Hmm. Conjoined twins. So, so if that's the case, then you need to stay sixty feet away. Oh, right, exactly, <laughs> sixty feet. Mm. Daniel, now see if Daniel had a friend, maybe that would be better. You know, do people still double date? That's a. I was just going to use that term, and then I realized that might be a dated reference. Is that something people still do? Yeah, they still do. You're, you're kind of in the dating still, world. Do you ever still, double date? Still do that, yes. Yeah, do they? Yes. Okay, I didn't know. Yeah. I, um, yeah. I lead a very hermetic life, so I don't, <laughs> I don't know. But, but that could, so that a, could a double date might be, this might be a good occasion for a double date. But see, that could complicate things as well, because, you know, yeah. now, now you've got two men involved. Well, not everything in, can be complicated. In a relationship. But I, you know. And, um, hmm. Well, that's that. Yeah, that's that's a. If you hear a lot of noise in the background, we're getting yeah. a lot of thunder over here in the yeah. uh, Eisenhower uh, thirty-five okay. area, and the rain is coming down on this side of town as well. I'll give you complicated. I just read this today. Uh, according to MIT Technology Review, two baby girls were born after being fertilized by a sperm that came from a robot. That silence is Don trying to figure out how that's possible. It's it's human sperm. The physical uh, introduction of it was the robot. So the robot didn't, you know, it's all human DNA. But it does seem kind of the seems. We're, I think we're getting way ahead of ourselves here. What's the expression? We're we're out over our skis. 
I think we're out over our skis now. First, you got the AI thing going on, and now uh, the robot uh, dad, and uh, you know, I'm just picturing like three, you know, <laughs> C3PO is your father. Right? Just I don't know why. Why is this necessary? What, do, are we doing these things just because we can? Is there proof that there's some benefit to that? I'm not talking about IVF and stuff. I know people do that, and I'm not judging. I'm just uh, a robot? Well, many women that are listening right now probably feel like that's kind of normal because they're thinking mm. that they're in a robotic relationship as it is. Oh, you good see? point. Good point. Well, and also a robot would be, like, completely rational, right? Like well, Maybe. Could program it. No surprises. Doesn't forget to bring home the milk, you know, just no excuses. I, I guess I could see the point there. Um, I'm not sure this is going to become a new thing. Uh, by the way, I thought this was a cool detail. Uh, the uh, engineers, this was done at a fertility center in New York, the engineers operating the robot that introduced the sperm uh, used a Sony PlayStation 5 controller to position the, um, you know, so if you've got a son at home that's just playing with his uh, video games all day, you never know what could be happening. Uh, that That is a real story, though. MIT Technology Review. I didn't, didn't get that from some, uh, you know, fly-by-night site. So the 21st century is definitely officially here now. The way I live, the skin I live in every day. Here's where you and I have a different point of black and white that black people don't have in this country and that black people do have. I think we should be able to express our views regardless of the color of our skin. We should have this debate without me regarding you as a black man, but me regarding you as a fellow citizen. You're sitting here, whatever ethnicity you are, explaining to me what it's like to be black. Whatever ethnicity I am, I'll tell you what I am. I'm an Indian American. I'm proud of it. But I think we should have this debate. Black, white, doesn't matter. I think we should have this debate on the content of the idea. Do it, you should do it in an honest way and in a I fair think, way. And what you're doing is not an honest and fair way. I guess they say, I guess they say that's what might have been the final straw, right, for Don Lemon. That was his interview with Vivek Ramaswamy on their morning show, their dreadful morning show that uh, now is maybe a little less dreadful because Don Lemon's not on it. But yeah, that was a that was a nasty exchange. Um just needlessly vicious and uh, I, I don't know. I, uh, we haven't talked about the Don Lemon thing because I just don't want to, but I, I have my thoughts. I don't think they're comparable. There is a, a million miles of difference between what happened with him and what happened with uh, Tucker Carlson. And, and by the way, very different trajectories as far as where they're going. You know that Brian Stelter, that uh, Mr. Potato Head guy that used to be on CNN, Don, he is saying his sources tell him that CNN is going to hire... Or someone, maybe not CNN, someone who's going to hire Don Lemon and Tucker Carlson and do Crossfire. I can't see that happening. No. That will be right before the earth plunges into the face of the sun. I mean, yeah, no, no way. Well, not happening. Don't want it. Don't need it. The group, not the happening. Eagles said it would, they would never get back together. So maybe there's an, maybe there's a chance. 
Is that your philosophy in life, Don? That anything is possible because the <laughs> Eagles reunited? That's your. That's they, your. They, that's your. That's how you they, how you measure the likelihood of things. If hell freezes over, that's what oh. they said. Yeah, I'm going to jump off this 20 foot building. I might die, but then again, the Eagles said they were never going to reunite. Oh, come on, Don. By the way, the Eagles reuniting is a good. We wanted that. <laughs> that is so we don't true. want. We don't want Don Lemon and Tucker Carlson together. <laughs> Nobody wants that. Could there be someone out there that's like, you know, they're my two favorite people. I would be so excited. <laughs> That'd be like a dream come true. I can't see that. Sometimes, you know, superstar mm. matchups are not... Like, remember when the Supremes and the Temptations? That wasn't very good. You know, you don't... Well, who, who would have thought that Gail King and Charles Barkley... And Charles Barkley. Mm-hmm. Well, it hasn't happened yet. Let's no, point that yet. out. All right. On the JR poll, um, we have kind of a surprise. I'm a little surprised, not not shocked, a little surprised. Uh, which would you rather watch, a debate between Biden and Trump or between RFK Jr. and Vivek Ramaswamy? 59% said they'd rather see Biden and Trump. 41% uh, the other. So, okay. Well, I think you're going to see the uh, former. I don't know if you're going to see the latter. Uh, Greg is on the dish, 210-599-5555. Hello, Greg. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you, too, sir. So you're calling about a place I've been wondering about. I've heard a lot about Mr. Teriyaki. What can you tell me? Uh, I ordered it online like three days ago, and I had the teriyaki chicken and shrimp. Mm-hmm. And I also had the one for my son, which he was with the fried rice. Great portions, excellent food. Yeah. And I know it's a brand new place. It just opened up back in March. Yeah. Yeah, they're doing a big business. I've been, I've driven by there at times. There's a line uh, to to, uh, to get in. So they must be doing something right. But you recommend it? You would do it again? Oh, Every day of the week, if I could. <laughs> I'm with you there. I'm with you there. We'll have to try some different things and see. But, yeah, it's getting great. People are really, really loving it. And I'm glad you called about it, Greg. Thank you, because that's our first call on the dish for this place. It's uh, 6824 San Pedro, uh, Mr. Teriyaki. It's down the street from North Star, 6824 San Pedro, Mr. Teriyaki. I know I read a... A review of it in, uh, I think it was the Express News or the Current, one of those two. I'm so old, I remember when you would have definitely remembered whether it was the Express News or the Current. They have now become so similar that sometimes I can't remember which one I read. But anyhow, it was a good review, seemed very positive, and uh, everybody's uh, saying good things about Mr. Teriyaki. All right. I guess after you've been there several times, you can drop the Mr. and just be on a first-name basis. So... um. This was interesting. We'll probably have to delve into this a little bit more next week. Did you hear about the Steven Spielberg interview? He did an interview with Time Magazine, uh, and he was blasting the idea of revising, editing, airbrushing old movies and books. You know, we've talked a lot about this, like the Roald Dahl books, and they're doing it with James Bond and Agatha Christie, and Steven Spielberg is against it. And it makes sense because he himself is, of course, an artist, a creator. And his point is that you should never change uh, or feel you have the right to change what an artist has created. But he admitted in the interview that he did this himself and he was wrong. 
he um, reworked um, E.T. to take the guns out of it. And he admitted he should not have done that. Uh, There's a scene where uh, the feds are coming in and they've got their guns. They want to talk to the kids and he changed the guns into walkie-talkies and he made the changes because of his evolving viewpoint on guns. But he ultimately realized, even though it's his own movie, he should not, he said, I should not have messed with the archive of my own work and I don't recommend that anybody do that. It's important to leave films as they are, saying, quote, all of our movies are a kind of measuring, a signpost of where we were when we made them, what the world was like, what the world was receiving when we got those stories out there. I regret having done that. I think he's right. I think he said it very well. That's a great way to say it, that a movie from a particular year or decade or era is really one of the most vivid ways we have of of looking back at that, of seeing that. And we're going to make ourselves poorer you know, culturally and historically poorer if we keep or letting these weirdos uh, continually revise stuff that they didn't create. And I, I respect Steven Spielberg as a director. He's obviously very talented, but I think a lot of the people doing this revising, they couldn't make a two-minute movie. You know, they couldn't make a movie with their iPhone, but they're altering the great works of other people. Cut it out. Or else... We're back here live on Monday at 4. Find our show as a podcast anytime at KTSA.com. Be safe. Have a great weekend.